Hello and welcome to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II. Do appreciate everybody spending time with us. Uh, however you choose to do that, if you're doing that through C19 TV, we appreciate it. And if you are finding us through uh, the radio version, through the podcast, through WGWG, we appreciate that as well. Uh, Thomas Manning, good to see you back with us uh, as co-host. I'm glad you could join us uh, in the midst of all the chaos and mayhem that is the holiday season. So uh, thanks for being here, man. Good to see you. Always good to be back on the show, and thanks for having me. And Adam Long, man, we've had you for uh, three weeks now, so uh, you're either doing something right or we don't have any other guests to bring on. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I'm, I'll keep doing whatever it is I'm doing if it works. And if we can reach a point where it doesn't work, well, then we'll... <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, we're we're glad. Yeah, we are glad to have you back, man. Good, good to see you. Glad you could uh, join us once again. We got quite a few movies to try to get through again, and uh, I'm I'm glad we're able to do this. And uh, Thomas, there's one that uh, has been on my list, man, since uh, the beginning of the year when uh, we were talking about films to look for, and Mank was one of those, and also a movie called Soul which uh, is a, a Pixar film, a Disney Pixar film. And uh, you got a chance to do an early screening of this. And uh, it does have a, a wide release date of December 25th, uh, Christmas Day. And uh, I want to get some of your thoughts on the movie Soul. Oh, yeah. It's coming to Disney Plus on December 25th. It was supposed to be released theatrically earlier this year, but that hasn't been something that we've seen very often with uh, films and theaters, unfortunately. Uh, but I am glad that people are going to have the chance to see this with their families over the holidays because it is the perfect film for that kind of setting. Uh, it's directed by, co-directed by Pete Doctor and Kemp Powers. Pete Doctor has worked on Pixar films before, like Up, Inside Out, Monsters, Inc. This is actually uh, Kemp Powers' first time attached as a director, but uh, he's, he's pretty busy this year. He is a writer on Regina King's directorial film, um, uh, One Night in Miami that's supposed to be another big awards hit this year oh, yeah. so um, this one it's like it's titled Soul and it certainly has a lot of soul behind it um, it kind of blends fantasy and reality um, all in the form of animation which I love what Pixar continues to be able to do with their very innovative forms of storytelling um, appealing to audience members from everywhere all ages all races and all cultural backgrounds. Um, and they, it really, um, they find a way to tune into the philosophical side of storytelling, but also on just the childlike wonder of it all. And, um, you know, they, they've always been ahead of the game as far as the technical side of animation goes. And uh, the texture of every, every environment, every character that you see in this film is just mind-blowing with how um, you know how precise the animation is and um, you know props to all the artists behind the scenes there but also props to the writers and the storytellers that are able to tell such a beautiful story about what it means to really truly live and truly find your purpose and meaning in life um, you know I think everybody thinks at some point everybody thinks they have it all figured out but then things happen and uh, you kind of have to adapt and just kind of make the most of where you are in that particular moment. And it's a challenge for all human beings. Um, but that's something that every, every person has to learn. That's a lesson that we all have to 
kind of come into on our own. And uh, I think this this film does a just fabulous job of telling that story in a very unique fashion as we always have with uh, with Pixar films. Um, of course, voice talent, Jamie Foxx, Tina Fey, Graham Norton, uh, just incredible across the board and uh, just very much enjoying everything that we got with Soul. You're right, Pixar knows how to create story. They know how to do storytelling. And I wish that other studios would uh, would follow what Pixar is able to do. Pretty much on a, uh, every time they release something, there is uh, a story worth their, uh, worth getting into. And the stories that they uh, produce are much deeper than just films for, for kids. They are uh, adult films in so many ways when you look at the themes uh, and uh, the topics that they cover. And they really uh, have a way of stretching your brain, uh, stretching and doing, uh, I call it mental floss. And they do that quite well. Uh, so Thomas, for, uh, for the movie Soul, what is your uh, rating? What's your grade for this? Uh, I'm gonna give it a solid A. Um, I am wondering though if some younger kids won't appreciate it as much as they do other Pixar films just because it is probably more challenging and thought-provoking than even some of the other ones that I've mentioned. But uh, I think you know more mature audiences especially are going to appreciate it and then some of the younger kids can just appreciate all of the um, you know all the pretty animation and that kind of thing. But for me, it's a solid A, of course. Excellent. Solid A for the movie Soul. You can catch that on Christmas Day on Disney Plus, and I think are they doing any select theaters at all with this one, Thomas? Uh, not that I know of. Okay, uh, I could be wrong on that, but yeah. Okay, uh, appreciate that, Thomas. Uh, Adam, man, we're going to dive into you, man. This is a a movie that is uh, one that's uh, been getting a a good bit of buzz. Uh, Francis McDormand uh, in a film that's based on a true story, uh, Nomadland. Let me get your thoughts on this, buddy. Yeah, the, the buzz has been building steadily for this one, uh, over, especially in the last couple of weeks. And uh, I'm fortunate that I got to see it ahead of the curve. And uh, it's almost a, a perfect score on Rotten Tomatoes at this point, I think a 97%. Uh, it is a, basically a character study of this person played. The character is played by Francis McDormand, who won the Oscar a couple of years ago. This is, I don't know if she's done anything since her Oscar win. I can't remember. I think she's done a few things. But anyway, this is certainly going to get her talked about in that same air that she talked about, or that, that got her the award a couple of years ago, I should say. Um, it's it's a, uh, it has some good moments in it. It's um, basically in 2008, this woman loses everything. She loses her job. Um, Basically, the town where she lives or lived, uh, it got so bad that they eradicated the zip code. There were not enough people living there, or there's a mention of that in the title card. So that's that's, <laughs> that's a bad thing, man, when your zip code gets taken away. <laughs> yeah, so, you, you got, yeah, so she decides to get in a van. She uh, finds herself widowed as well. So she decides to get a van and become one of these people who just goes from place to place working the gig economy and it's about the people she meets along the way and her journey as a human being as well um i like the performances in this movie a lot you know francis mcdormand is, is fantastic and uh, there's a, a gentleman that she meets along the way played by david Strat strathern i could never get his name pronounced correctly 
but we all know him. Uh, he's a great character actor, and he's he's fantastic here as well. Uh, this was directed by Chloe Zhao, and she previously directed, I think it was, uh, hold on one second here, it's on the tip of my tongue, Songs My Brother Taught Me. That's that's the one I was thinking about, which was also very well-reviewed. Um, I liked it, but with some reservations. I feel like it really doesn't, it didn't resonate emotionally with me as much as I had thought that it might. I feel like it keeps you at a distance emotionally from some of the characters. Uh, like I said, it's incredibly well acted and it's certainly worth seeing, but it just didn't, it didn't feel the emotional resonance that I was expecting with this one. But uh, like I said, that's not to say that it isn't a good film because it is a very well made film. Just maybe not for me as emotionally satisfying as I hoped it would be. I would go with a B plus but certainly would recommend seeing it on the strength of the performances of nothing else. Okay. B plus, uh, B plus for Nomadland. And uh, from what I understand that some of the supporting cast were actually nomads uh, and they were, they weren't, they weren't, you know, just featured uh, extras. They were right. actually people who these stories were based on. Is that something you found in your research as well? Yes, it is. And it's pretty evident that, that that's what they've done here. If, if you're paying close attention, these are, you know, sometimes non-actors can give some really good performances if you choose uh, carefully, and, and that's what they've done here. They've 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 done a good job using non non-actors in these roles, and I, I don't think it would have worked as well actually with real actors in some of these parts that are filled by the non-actors. But yeah, it's it, like I said, it is a good movie, just not the home run that I had expected. Okay. Uh, but uh, yeah, certainly recommend it. Good deal. Solid B plus, and the movie is Nomad Land, and you can uh, find that I think in select theaters and also I think on demand. Is that how they're going to be releasing Correct. this? All right, good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there, uh, I, the past few years, I got to say, I have been a fan of Korean films, and uh, you know, I go back to 2016 and the Train to Busan and. Uh, in 2017, there were a couple of really good films called Battleship Island and A Taxi Driver. Uh, and then, of course, Parasite. Uh, they have really found a way to create some powerful story, Thomas, going back to what we were talking about earlier with, uh, with what we uh, saw with Pixar. But the Korean film industry, I I'm just really impressed. And I've got to say that, uh, that that's the case this year as well. Uh, Beast Clawing at Straws. Uh, is a film that is based on a 2011 Japanese novel of the same name. It's really a witty mystery crime noir thriller from a first-time director and also the co-writer, uh, Kim Young-hoon. Uh, and he's really offers a brilliant, brilliant South Korean flick that has twists, it has turns. There's some magnificent storytelling that's reminiscent of the Coen Brothers meets early Guy Ritchie meets Tarantino. So that can give you a sense of, of what the story is like and what the characters are like, a really diverse cast of characters. Uh, there's a creepy crime boss, a brothel owner, a crooked customs inspector, an abused woman, and also an amateur hitman who hears ghosts. Uh, and then there's also this man with a dead-end job caring for a mother who has dementia. So you, you throw all of those into a mix put them into a duffel bag and then you find a duffel bag filled with money. <laughs> and it's all about secrets, uh, greed and deceit. And that's really just the start 
of this film. Marvelous score, the cinematography, the production and sound design, the acting, all of that round out to really a, a perfectly engaging slice of cinema. Uh, Beast Clawing at Straws, I'm giving this a solid A rating. Uh, and I will say this, it does leave me with a very valuable lesson. The next time I find a bag filled with money in a locker, I might just choose to leave it for the next person. Because uh, people who find this bag uh, don't typically end up uh, with, with good things coming to fruition. But the movie is called Beast Clawing at Straws. And uh, I think we may be possibly uh, hearing about this during uh, award season uh, for the best international film. And I know, Thomas, you've been a fan of some of these uh, films as well, some of these uh, Korean films that we've talked about. And Adam, I don't know if you were a fan of uh, a Parasite or Train to Busan or not, but uh, if uh, if you like those type of films and if you like the, the mystery crime noir thrillers, this might be something to check out. No, I loved uh, Parasite. It was my favorite film of last year. So, uh, yeah, I thought it was the best thing that was released in theaters. So, yeah, I think that would probably be right up my alley, it sounds like to me. Well, as soon as I saw it, I told Thomas, I said, man, I said, I know that, you know, gangster flicks, these crime thrillers are the kinds of movies that you're always drawn to. And I said, you got to watch it, man. You got to watch it. Yeah, still, still haven't gotten around to it yet. But uh, as soon as I have some free time, it's, it's pretty high on my list. So. Awesome. Well, we appreciate everybody spending time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies. We are at the uh, intermission point of the show. We're going to come back. And uh, we're going to follow a, a, a follow this this kind of international flair because Thomas, you've got a review of a film that's got uh, I guess dual languages are showing up in this film called Minari. Is that the name of it? Am I getting that right, Thomas? Yes, sir. So uh, after the intermission, we'll have that, and then uh, Adam's going to give us a, a look at the uh, the new Godfather um, recut. Is this God, Godfather Three correct? Yes, that is correct. Godfather Coda, I think, is the uh, the name that's attached to that in theaters and also will be available for home release as well. Uh, all that, and we'll see if we get to anything else uh, after this intermission right here on Meet Me at the Movies. I'm Noel Manning for Thomas Manning and for Adam Long. Stick around with us. We'll be right back. It's Christmas at Ground Zero. There's music in the air. The sleigh bells are ringing and the carolers are singing while the air Children hurt and you hear them crying. Can you practice what you preach? And would you turn the other cheek? How you doing, Dave, ma'am? I'm Tim Wisher, welding instructor at Cleveland Community College, and today I'd like to take a little time and tell you about what we do here. Welders are in demand. We offer a certificate program, and we offer a diploma program. It takes about a year to come through our program. We offer morning and evening classes here at CCC. We have the lowest student to instructor ratio in the state. We do real-life simulation. 
We do API 1104 downhill pipe welding. We also do D11 structural steel code and ASME welding as well. We have AWS certified welding inspectors on staff. If you want to learn more about our welding program, you can give me a call directly at 704-669-4077 or on the community college website at clevelandcc.edu. Hi, I'm Shara Miller, the host of Artworks. Each month we bring to you wonderful, talented artists from here in, in Cleveland County and, and the region. We have artists, we have potters, we have painters, we have musicians, we have actors. We just have wonderful artists that come to you and tell you about all that they're doing, their creativity, what inspires them. Join me here on Artworks each month on C19. You can also watch us online at c19.tv. They're gonna put me in the movies. They're gonna make a big star out of me. Hello and welcome back to Meet Me at the Movies. I am Noel T. Manning II, hanging out with Thomas Manning and Adam Long. Adam from Focus Newspaper and also from Movie Geeks United. Appreciate Adam uh, spending time with us again this week. Uh, as we talk movies. And Thomas, I'm going to pitch it to you, man. We, uh, we teased this right before the break. Uh, there's a, a new film that, uh, that has a, a few languages mixed in this. It's not a full international language uh, film like uh, the one I was talking about, uh, Beast Clawing at Straws, which was a Korean flick. But this one does have some uh, foreign language in it as well. Uh, foreign language, of course, if you're American uh, in any other language than what is there. So Thomas, go for it. Minari is the film. <laughs> Uh, yeah, this is written and directed by Lee Isaac Chung, and it is uh, semi-autobiographical from his life and uh, tells the story of his family who moved from Korea to Arkansas in you know, the heartland of the USA. I think this was, takes place back in the 80s. And just, of course, some of the culture shock there and adjusting to a completely different environment. Um, and so his family moves to this farm and has to make a living. They're barely scraping by as uh, you know, as farmers and just doing can barely find enough water can barely keep the lights on and pay the bills um but it's a very focused um very focused narrative on this family and the struggles they face and it is really a universal story um in the sense that no matter where we come from or um what we've experienced some there are some experiences that we all share and um, this one just kind of displays the entire range of human emotion and what we feel from day-to-day -day life in such a really raw and tender way. Um, you know, you have the you have romantic love, but you also have familial love and platonic love among you know, humanity and brotherhood, that kind of thing. And you also have um, the the tragedy and the grief and the pain and the anguish. Um, and it's also a very humorous film as well in some aspects. And it's able to balance all of that in just a very authentic and, um, you know, personal nature. Um, and it's just like, you can tell that the passion just oozing out of it was, uh, just completely real and raw yeah. and beautiful. And, um, you know, Stephen Yoon is the uh, lead actor in this film. He, I think he has a background on The Walking Dead. Yes. And uh, a few other projects. Well, he he is just absolutely marvelous in this film. Um, 
you know, not really an over top, over the top performance, but very understated and um, just carries carries it with such confidence and um, charm. Uh, he's probably one of the favorite performances I've seen yet this year, and wow. uh, I don't know if he'll be able to uh, be pushed hard enough in award seasons, but he probably one of the best I've seen th so far. Um, from a technical perspective, um, once again, nothing over the top, but it's very simple the way it's shot and edited. Um, just capturing the farm fields and crop fields in Arkansas, um, just something about it just seems really honest and beautiful. and um, you know, kind of put you right into that environment. And the score, uh, another fantastic score. Um, I think I mentioned if we had Christian Jessup on the show, he could probably <laughs> delve a little bit deeper into the analytical side of the score, but one of the most beautiful scores I've heard this year. Uh, just wow. through and through, uh, absolutely adored this film and really moved me on many different levels. And I'm really glad I got to check it out. And what's your rating for this, Thomas? I got to give it a solid A again. Wow, solid A. Some good films uh, we've been reviewing uh, this show, which which is nice. Uh, there have been times in the past we've had some pretty uh, pretty bad ones. Uh, Adam, uh, let's let's talk about the Godfather. Man, uh, you know the Godfather trilogy is uh, you know it's a classic trilogy, and Godfather three didn't get quite the love that I think uh, a lot of people hoped it would. I enjoyed it, but I'm really looking forward to uh, this new take on Godfather three. Well, uh, I always felt like The Godfather 3, had it not been a Godfather film, would have gotten a lot more love than what it got because it had to hold, it had a, it was a tough act to follow. Right, basically. right, right. And so I think if it had been a separate film, I think that, that we'd be talking about it in a, because it's a very solid film. I know a lot of people really hate it and they really just pick it apart, but I think there are some real moments of greatness in that film uh, the conclusion of the film the uh, the, the cross-cutting between the murders and the opera i'm not giving anything away because this movie is 30 years old at this point so i don't think there's any spoilers that uh, i'm gonna be <laughs> but basically what francis Ford coppola has done is you know he's been having to hear this for 30 years about how much people hate it and how much and they don't realize that he was in a, a, a bad spot he had to release this film there was a, it was locked into a release date. He begged them to hold off until the middle of 1991, but they insisted upon a Christmas 1990 date, which forced him to hastily edit, and he's never been really happy. And so he's gone back, and they found all the original footage. It was really tough, from what I understand. They started this project before COVID, and then they got sidetracked. They didn't know if they were going to be able to completed in time but they wanted to get it out for the 30th anniversary which they have it is now titled uh, the, uh, the Godfather Coda the death of Michael Corleone and of course a coda is a summing up of things that have gone before and that's the way he heard this and so anyway um, long story short this uh, this doesn't quite work as well as I hoped that it might Okay. I was hoping that he was going to make a um, big difference, but he's reconfigured the beginning, he's reconfigured the ending, but it doesn't quite do what I think it should do. Uh, there's, uh, I prefer the original, I must say. So, okay. Anyway, um, you know, I, um, I don't want to say too much, but 
let's just say that the death of Michael Corleone, there is no death of Michael Corleone in this film. <laughs> Whereas there was in the other <laughs> Okay, so it truly is a different film uh, in, in many ways. It is a different film. That's all I'm going to say. I'm, I'm still stumped as to why he opted to title it that when there's no death of Michael <laughs> Okay, what is your rating for this? Um... I'm going to give it a B minus, whereas I would give the original a B plus. Okay. Uh, you know, there's still some good stuff there, but I think it was better left alone. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, we are, uh, we do have time for another review. I'm going to dive in uh, quickly. Appreciate you sharing that, Adam. Uh, I'm still going to check it out, man. I got to check it out. <laughs> well, you should. You should definitely. It's interesting to see how they, you know, reconfigured the beginning and the end. It's yeah. worth it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, if anybody happens to have Hulu, there is a new film that's getting, uh, it's been watched quite a bit uh, over its opening weekend and opening week. The movie is called Run, and uh, it is available on Hulu as a feature film that's a cross between Misery, Mommy Dearest, and Psycho. Uh, <laughs> so that'll give you a little sense. Another suspense thriller for me, uh, this one follows a, a mother-daughter tragedy coming-of-age story, and then exploring mysteries of the past. Throw all those together, uh, and you got a marvelous mother and daughter acting team uh, coming together on screen. Um, Sarah Paulson and Kiara Allen, their on-screen chemistry in this uh, for individual performances are amazing, and then how they interact together is quite impressive as well. Um, the, uh, the film's written, directed, and produced by the same team that had that breakout movie, Searching, Thomas, that you and I were such fans of a few years ago. You know, for these type of films to really work well, you've got to have strong talent, first and foremost. And for a suspense thriller, I always like to have either a good score or good sound design, cinematography, lighting, directing, editing, all those things, for me, really have to work in suspense thrillers, and they do. In this film, every one of these hits the mark, and it hits the mark quite well. Uh, it is a film that's about the search for true family and coming to terms with who you are. It's also about deciding the choices that you're going to make when you're faced with some unexpected questions and some unexpected answers. Uh, the movie is called Run, and it is available now on Hulu. And I'm giving this a solid A rating. Uh, it was really just what I was looking for from a suspense thriller standpoint. And uh, character studies, amazing character studies. We've talked about the character studies today, and you see that with both uh, of the lead talents. There's some supporting cast, but they honestly, they don't matter uh, in this film. So the movie is called Run, and it is... Uh, available now. Uh, any final thoughts or comments uh, before we uh, wrap up and head to a movie quote uh, of the week? I think it's interesting. Three of the movies we've talked about are the same theme. It's uh, having to reconfigure your life in certain circumstances dictate that you do that uh, with Soul and Nomadland and the one you're talking about run here. So it's interesting. We have a recurring theme among, among us yeah, and even if you look at soul, there's a little bit of that in uh, in soul as well, is trying to yeah. find out kind of where you are and where you fit and your purpose. So, man, yeah, good, good theme show today. Adam, appreciate you spending time with us. Adam, where can people find you? You can find me at moviegeeksunited.net. We uh, just taped our latest Blu-ray episode where we go through a monthly rundown of all the physical media releases, and we'll be doing the November show. should be posted shortly, and focusnewspaper.com, you can find my reviews there. All right, Thomas, uh, you want people to find you anywhere special? 
Uh, yeah, go to the rundown on movies.com. Uh, that's my site where I write reviews. Also, over on Elements of Madness, I am a contributor to Douglas Davidson's website. So. Awesome. We appreciate you guys spending time with us, and we will wrap things with a movie quote uh, of the week. This comes from Enola Holmes, uh, the, uh, the film that is available now as well. She says, uh, sometimes you must dangle your feet in the water to attract the sharks. So until next time, I do appreciate Thomas, appreciate Adam, and for all those who spend time with us right here on Meet Me at the Movies through C19 TV. And if you're listening to the radio version of that through WGWG, we truly appreciate your time because we know you could be doing quite a few other things. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Till next time, that is a wrap.